Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Walk by Faith podcast. My name is Brittany Seal. It's been a minute. I've had quite um, ups and downs this year. (laughs) And like all of us, I've just needed some time to process. And what I want to share, the messages that I want to share on here, I want to be genuine and authentic and not just because, oh, I want to do X, Y, Z or put out a certain podcast. And I, it's really just a way for me to continue to share what I've learned and what's important to me in my life. And I hope that it enlightens you or other people around you or even just experiences in your life to look at them differently and to really take more purpose and more meaning out of experiences, whether they be good or bad. Um, I believe I believe that like the core of a person is how they go through life. Like if you're given a challenge, if you're given something hard, how do you spearhead it? How do you take it? How do you walk step by step? How do you get through it? Why are you fighting to get through it? And a big part of my core is my love for Jesus Christ and my belief that there is a God who loves me and knows me and that there's a plan on why I'm here like that. It it doesn't make sense to me to think that we just appeared and that there's like no purpose or no journey, no destination. So it really resonates with my core being and I understand it doesn't resonate with everybody. And that's also what this life is, you know what I mean? Figuring out who we are, what we believe, our likes, our desires, our dislikes, and just kind of becoming the people who we feel we are and becoming who we want to become. Um, so this year in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we've been encouraged to study the Book of Mormon. That's been like the core curriculum. And I have been a member of this church. You know, I was born into it. My parents were members. My family grew up as members. We grew up going to church. And I grew up knowing of the Bible and of the Book of Mormon. And I grew up knowing it was true. And as I kind of came to learn of myself and life and had experiences and grew in puberty and elementary and middle school, high school, I mean, just life happens, I had a yearning. I wanted to know for myself, not just be told what's true or what's right or what's wrong. I wanted to know for myself and then stay true to myself. And that is like, like I said, that's a big core of who I am. Um, I even went when I was, was I 18 or 19? I think I was 19. Actually, that's a lie. Maybe I was 20. 2016, I was 19, and I went and I served full-time helping people learn about the Book of Mormon and just kind of coming to their own faith in God, and I didn't, I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I didn't even know the whole Book of Mormon then. I mean, I think I had read it. I don't know if I had read it all the way through. I had read enough and felt so strongly of a surety I knew it was true. I couldn't deny what I had read was true, but I definitely hadn't read every single page, I guess I should say, at front to back, like in a series until this year. 
and I've never understood it so much. Like this year, as I studied, I genuinely felt I was walking with Nephi to get the plates and then getting sent away and then walking back to get the plates, to try and get the plates again. Or I was preaching with Alma and, or praying with Enos or writing in the little dish, tight like unto a dish boats with the Jaredites. Like I seriously just was so inside of the Book of Mormon this year. And I really give that a lot to what I used. I used a seminary teacher manual to kind of go along with my study. And that really helped enlighten my understanding. Um, Anyways, that's kind of a long preface. As (laughs) this year comes to a close, I wanted to share how you can gain your own testimony, the Book of Mormon. Because I can sit here all day and I can tell you about what I learned and what I believe and how this book has truly changed my life. Um, Or I can help explain to you um, how it can change your life and how you can know for yourself. So I touched a little bit on this in a different episode, but I had a lot of health problems earlier this year. And health problems, oh my goodness, you guys, if you've had, I mean, they're just kind of scary because it's something that you can't take into your control and like, like for example, when you're super anxious, you can go work out or you can eat a bunch of food and you can kind of suppress those feelings. But like health problems, you, you just live with it. You can't (laughs) tone it down or anything like that. So, I mean, I was getting to a point where I couldn't leave my bed. I was so sick. I had dropped like an alarmingly bad amount of weight. Um, I couldn't eat. I was taking medicines to help with pain and I genuinely could not make it through a day unless I started out that day with a prayer asking for help, like asking for physical strength and energy to actually make it through the day. And it was crazy because I did that with a hope that I would get an answer. And as it was answered, I then prayed with like a surety knowing it would be answered because I was asking for something and I had faith. I mean, I just knew I would be helped. And I think that as my faith and that certainty became stronger, that I knew if I asked and did my part, as in my part is like being a good person, reading my scriptures, praying, showing God that I love him, then he would do his part and help me. And that truly guys, like, I can't even, I wish I could explain the reality of this to somebody who's never experienced it before, but I I have a loss of words to actually explain it. Like, I'm sitting here with my hands in my head trying to (laughs) find the words here, but I I truly, I, I just can't. And 
it's just this this burning inside of me that just I know that if there's a problem in my life that nobody on this earth has the knowledge or power to help me but there is someone who does have the knowledge and power to help me and that's somebody who I can't believe in because I've seen him or met him it's somebody who I believe in and go to because I have felt him and I've felt his presence and his love in my life kind of going back to walk by faith not by sight like you guys know in the Santa Claus because it's around Christmas time the Santa Claus when they're like seeing is not believing believing is seeing that's that goes just so well along with um walk by faith not by sight like you're not going to believe something just because you see it I mean even if you see something it doesn't necessarily mean you can believe it but if you believe something is true then you kind of see it everywhere like when you're driving and you're like oh my gosh everybody has yellow cars and all of a sudden you see like millions of yellow cars and you're like I've never seen a yellow car before in my life type of thing okay anyways I'm getting off track (laughs) um so this year as I was reading the Book of Mormon I really came to understand the purpose of it and why this book is a miracle to so many people oh sorry pregnant here have sometimes have trouble just getting some kicks and need a second to breathe <laughs> okay um I kind of feel like I've been all over the place and I feel like that's how I am in all of these podcasts and episodes. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive into what I wanted to speak to you about. So in the last chapter of the Book of Mormon, we are reading about a man named Moroni. um, And he exhorts us and exhort is kind of a fancy word for somebody who's like strongly encouraging or urging somebody to do something. So he exhorts us keep in mind this is at the very end of the book, to know for ourselves if this book that you had just read, because it's at the end of the book, is true. And he says how to come to know for yourself. There And there are four things that I'm going to touch on. He first says to read these things. Number two is to remember how merciful the Lord hath been. Number three, ponder it in your hearts. And number four, ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Jesus Christ. So let's go back to the first part. How are we going to see if this book is actually true? Have we read it in our lives? Have we heard about it? Do we have a testimony? We want it to be stronger. Anywhere on the spectrum, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. So the first thing you're going to do, read these things. Read the Book of Mormon. There's... A story told by Tad R. Callister, and he was a Quorum of the Somebody, about a young woman who benefited from having read the Book of Mormon, and I want to share it with you. So it's a 14-year-old girl, and she'd been discussing religion with one of her friends at school. Her friend said to her, what religion do you belong to? 
She replied, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Her friend replied, I know that church, and I know it's not true. How do you know? She said to that statement. Her friend said, because I've researched it. So with a puzzled, puzzled thinking kind of look on her face, she says, have, have you read the Book of Mormon? And her friend replied, no, I haven't. Then this sweet girl responded, then you haven't researched my church because I've read every page of the Book of Mormon and I know it is true. So why is reading the Book of Mormon key to obtaining a testimony of its truthfulness? There's a lot of people who... I mean, there's so much truth out there. There's so many answers. You, you can put into Google any question and you'll get any answer. The challenge is finding the, a good answer or a right answer. And to answer the question of, is the Book of Mormon true? It is not a question that you can Google. It is a question that must be acted upon. It's kind of like if you've never experienced putting your hand on a stove and you say, how do I know it hurts? You could Google it all day. And if you haven't ever experienced a pain from heat or anything, it would be very hard to comprehend and understand why it would hurt to put your hand on a stove unless you actually put your hand on a stove and feel it and then know that that's, it burns you. That's kind of what I can relate it to right now. <laughs> it might be a bad example because it's like burning and hurting yourself, but whatever. So the Book of Mormon, reading it is the is a key, the first key to obtaining a testimony of its truthfulness. The second is remember how merciful the Lord hath been. So Moroni taught those who read the Book of Mormon and desired to know of its truthfulness should remember how merciful the Lord hath been. So recognizing and remembering instances of the Lord's mercy can not only soften your heart but and prepare us to feel the influence of the Holy Ghost, but understanding the word mercy, merciful means compassionate. So I want you to think for a moment, if you have ex ever experienced the Lord's mercy or compassion toward you or in somebody's life around you, I know I have. There's been many times where I have asked for help. I've asked for strength to get through the day. I've asked for oh, some dark times, emotional strength to get out of bed to try and find happiness. I've, and I've personally seen the Lord's mercy in my life. I've seen him. I've felt these arms of mercy around me when I need it most. Like a hug and just embracing me, knowing that it's all going to be okay and that I'm loved. So I want you to think about what evidence you've seen of the Lord's mercy in your life. 
Because I'm pretty sure if you sit down and think about it, you can think of something. The third key is to ponder, ponder in your hearts. Specific, more specifically, ponder the Lord's mercy in your hearts. Pondering the ways that the Lord has been merciful to others and to ourselves prepares us to receive the influence of the Holy Ghost. Like I had said, there is an explanation by Elder Marvin J. Ashton. He was of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles some time ago. Some time ago. And he says, dictionaries say that ponder means to weigh mentally, think deeply about, deliberate, meditate. By pondering, we give the spirit an opportunity to impress and direct. Pondering is a powerful link between the heart and the mind. As we read the scriptures, our hearts and minds are touched. If we use this gift to ponder, we can take these eternal truths and realize how we can incorporate them into our daily actions. I love this part right here. Pondering is a progressive mental pursuit. It is a great gift to those who have learned to use it. We find understanding, insight, practical application if we will use the gift of pondering. So I want you to think about that, how that applies to you. And as I've read the Book of Mormon, as I listen to a story, I like to always see myself in their shoes and say, okay, what if I've lived this life and I'm now feeling what they're feeling? What would I want to do next? Or what would I not want to do next? And that has helped me come to learn me, like it's helped me to learn of myself and to learn what I truly want and what I truly am looking for. And then I can apply what I've learned. I'm like, oh, I would choose option A. So I'm like, okay, now in my life right now, how can I make it a habit or how can I help myself learn to choose option A in these types of situations, for example? The fourth key is to ask with a sincere heart with real intent, having faith in Jesus Christ. So Moroni taught specifically that if we want to receive a witness of the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon, we we must ask God with a sincere heart, real intent, having faith in Jesus Christ. I feel like that's one thing that everybody who has heard about the Book of Mormon has heard, or they've been asked to do. Um, And I want to kind of a little bit more in depth with what that means. So praying sincerely with real intent means that we intend to act on the answer we receive from God. For example, when I was dating my husband, I loved him and I loved spending time with him. I loved how he made me feel. And I'm one who every step I take, um, I want kind of a validation from God that it's the right step. So as I was dating him, I would pray multiple times, you know, saying, is this the man that I'm supposed to marry? And I never received an answer. And I think it's because 
I wasn't ready yet to act on the answer I received. So I didn't, I wouldn't receive an answer and I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't receive an answer. I'm just going to do what I think. And I think that not receiving an answer to the situation is that it's a no. So I'd break up with him. But then, oh my gosh, it would be like turmoil in my heart. Like I'd miss him so much and it just like didn't make sense. So I'd like go back. And then a couple weeks later, the same thing that would happen. This happened like maybe four, <laughs> four or five times. Um, until finally it was, let's see, we had been dating for six, seven months and he was about to leave for the summer for summer sales. And in my head, it didn't make sense to continue to be in a relationship if it wasn't going to be the right relationship especially if it was going to be long distance because everybody knows how hard that is. And with him working like 10, 12 hour days, I knew I wouldn't really even be able to talk to him that much and I wouldn't see him for three, four months. So it seemed like a good breaking off point if that was the answer I got. So I went to the temple and I started my prayer. And before I asked the question again, I said, you know, Heavenly Father, I think I'm I'm actually in a place where if you tell me yes, I will marry him. And if you tell me no, I will walk away. Like I may need a little bit of strength to help walk away, but I will walk away. I expressed that I was at the point that I would act on the answer that I received. And it was then and only then... <laughs> did I receive the answer that he is the man that would make me the happiest? That I did have a choice to walk away. I mean, it was definitely my choice. But to know that he was the best option for me. And... Oh, I was so relieved, but I was also so scared because I was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I have to act on this. But I did. And that's, that is my experience of how you can sincerely pray with real intent. Real intent meaning to act on the answer you receive. But it doesn't have to be big things like that always. It can be little things just to act on it. For example, pray about the Book of Mormon. If you get the answer that it's not true, then act on that. If you get the answer it is true, then also be prepared to act on that. I think it comes from the place with where's your heart at? Are you genuinely wanting to know the truth if this book is true or not? Are you wanting to prove somebody wrong? You can kind of see two different experiences where you'll, you'll get two different outcomes. Um, and there's a story in my manual that I wanted to share. It is from an enzyme in October 2011. It's called How I Know. It says, Occasionally I prayed to know what was right, but it was more of a passing thought than a sincere question. Then one night I decided to pray with real intent. I told Heavenly Father that I wanted to know him and be a part of his true church. I promised, 
if thou wilt let me know whether Joseph Smith is a real prophet or whether the Book of Mormon is true, I'll do whatever thou would have me do. If the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the true church, I'll follow it and never give up. I had no spectacular manifestation, but I felt at peace and went to bed. Several hours later, I awoke with a distinct thought. Joseph Smith is a true prophet, and the Book of Mormon is true. The thought was accompanied by an indescribable peace. I fell asleep again, only to awake later with the exact same thought and feeling. Since that time, I have never doubted that Joseph Smith is a true prophet. I know that this is the Savior's work and that Heavenly Father will answer our sincere petitions. End of quote slash story. And I love that story because that right there is an example of somebody who asked God with real intent, having faith. He received an answer and then he acted upon it. I know that the Book of Mormon is true. I've seen the influence of it in my life. And it's like I said, I could sit here all day and I could tell you the amazing miracles I've had and the amazing experiences I've I've had. That I know that if you just come unto Jesus Christ and be perfected in him, you'll find a happiness that you've never felt before. That there's just so much truth and knowledge and wisdom a layout for happiness, not just in this life, but in the lives after, in the life to come, for eternity. I've come to this knowledge for myself. And I am, the purpose of this podcast is at the close of the year of the study of this Book of Mormon is to truly kneel down in prayer and ask God with real intent, remember what real intent means, having faith that you'll receive an answer and I promise that as you do that you'll receive an answer. It may not be like the story, a huge manifestation or struck by lightning type of experience, but it may be an indescribable peace. It may be an indescribable feeling. And as we come to celebrate Christmas in a couple days, Not only are we celebrating love and charity and service and family, but we're celebrating the greatest gift that any man could be given. And that is the birth, life, 
death and atonement of Jesus Christ. That because of him and through him, we can have peace and we can have happiness. Happiness may not look the same to each one of us. But I don't think happiness lies in things or money or materials. I think it goes back to happiness lies within the core of who you are. Merry Christmas, everybody. I look forward to hopefully hearing some good experiences from you guys. And I encourage you to share your testimony of the Book of Mormon at this time with a friend, family, through social media. And share with people what you've come to know and what you've learned. I don't know who all listens to this, but I love you all. And you have somebody fighting in your corner for you. Thanks for listening to Walk by Faith Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.